What's up, witches? It's Everything's Not Fine. Good morning. Good morning. And we're back. <laughs> we are here. It's a podcast. We're doing it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Ooh, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. To, today we, uh, well, I was just going to, today we decided we're going to talk about questions that we've had, questions and responses. I used to say question and answer, but now I think <laughs> I don't always have an answer, I but I have that. a response. I love that. I have all the answers. So, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> I have the answers to the world's dilemmas. It's true. Huh, no, I'm super excited because we have been getting some little questions here and there, responses to things that we've been talking about. And um, it's fun. It's fun to have that interaction and that feedback. And it's definitely like kind of inspiring me to dig a little deeper in some things or like, why, why is this the case? So here we are. Yeah. Um, first things first, do you have anything important to share with the class? How was your summer? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> have a great summer. <laughs> um, we're not there yet. Uh, no, we were just at, we had rented a cabin on Coeur d'Alene Lake or Lake Coeur d'Alene, mm-hmm. um, for the weekend, which was super fun, like with our extended family. Oh. I love it. So, yeah, we just needed, we knew we needed some connection, purposeful connection time uh, with my mother-in-law and my um, my brother-in-law and his family and our family. And we, I'm, I'm still, uh, it was great. We had a really nice time. I'm still struggling with um, remembering that my oldest child is in fact an adult. And I do this weird vacillating between like, don't obligate him. So don't say anything. And then like closer to when the thing happens, I'm like, but I really want you to come if you can. And then I'll invite them and they're like, why don't I have any notice? (laughs) Or I forget entirely that they're adults and I don't tell them because I figure they just know. And then I'm like, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot. (laughs) So I'm still really learning that. And if they're listening, I'm really sorry. I am trying. <laughs> That's so sweet. But it was very fun. We like, it was right on the lake and it's still, you know, just barely into spring. So, I mean, it's pretty chilly. Like the water is cold. Yeah. But a couple of brave souls did a polar plunge oh. and, you know, ran for their lives up to the hot tub. And <laughs> I love it. It was adorable. Hey, you have cute, you have cute pictures and videos on your Instagram. And, I do. Yeah, um, that polar plunge. They were so cute, but I literally got like a shiver. I, that's why them. I sounded like a crazy person on the video, but I couldn't help it. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I feel it deep in my soul." <clears throat> I still have not ever done that, and I really want to. I have a friend who, I don't know if she's done it the last couple of years, but she used to do it every year. And, um, I was always like, Oh, I need to do that. I feel like I have, you know, 
some bears are made for the cold water. They have a little extra <laughs> insulation. I feel like I'm made to be able to handle it. I feel that. Um, but also I hate cold water in general. So yeah, I, I do think the best way to do it is like the kids did this weekend, which is jump off a dock into deep water because like having to ease your way in from a shoreline, like no that's thing. a no for me. No, that's insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's all or nothing. Yeah. I did. I, I do remember there's a TikToker uh, gal that it, like talks about being like of Irish descent and she's like, it lives in California. You've probably seen her and she's gets all red faced. She's like, so for some reason in the middle of the summer, I thought it was a good idea to go for a hike in California. She's like, <laughs> look at me. My people, my people were made for cold weather. We survived on potatoes. I look like a potato. <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> Oh, I've never seen her. She makes me laugh. I'll have, if I find it, I'll have to send it to you. But she makes me laugh. And honest to God, I'm like, girl, I feel that. I am literally, I have Bohemian in me, which is very closely connected to Irish. Uh Um, They're like Irish people that moved to like Czechoslovakia or something like that or vice versa. Anyway, like I laugh because years ago I was like, I had this revelation. I was like, oh, I totally get why like Bohemian styles are like flowy and whatever. It's because yes. we've got huge ass legs. <laughs> <laughs> and you just cover it up with flowy skirts. <laughs> Amen, sister. But I, my problem is, is my legs are kind of my good asset. So I love like bohemian flowy clothing, but I have to like find the short version so I can show off my, my good ass. Yeah. Cause you got, you got good stems. Yeah, it's true. Well, thanks. They are. I'm pretty much the, stems. I got the shoulder, a little <laughs> chest. <laughs> show what you got. Show yeah. what you got. I got a decent ass, but only if you like big ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you, that's in vogue it's, right now. It's very so. in vogue, so you're welcome, world. <laughs> oh, man. I Speaking of your your um, bohemian Irish-ishness, I um, just became obsessed with learning more about my ancestry and such. Ooh. I don't, I just got a wild hair. Um, I've been sick this week, so I've had a lot of time in bed. So I've had a lot of time to take on new hobbies from the horizontal position. <laughs> oh, God. Not like that. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> My husband's been out of town. So. Oh, yeah. Um, wah, wah. <laughs> um, actually, he did come back into town on Friday, so I did have a couple of days. <laughs> Deathly ill. But anywho, um, I knew, like, I remember doing this like report, you know, the report you do in a, as a kid in elementary school, like ask your grandparents, da, da, da. Yeah. So I do remember asking my granddad, um, who I have never called granddad a day in my life. That was weird. Anyway, asking him like, where do we come from? Like, what is our, whatever. And so, um, 
I knew that I was like Scotch Irish and all this. Well, I go on the ancestry.com and kind of start doing, I've never even logged into this app. Yes, I know it's been around for a hundred years. Um, but I put in his name and like go back. It was somebody has done all the work. Like somebody has done all the work. It was insane how far back I could go to like Celtic priest. Amazing. It was amazing and wonderful. And I was like, oh, these are my people. This is where I get all of this. It's amazing. Oh my God. Um, so but you know what's super fun is my Irish people are the O'Kellys and Oh my God. Huge. Um, like it, you can just trace it all the way back to like the Kings. Like, whatever. so you're saying, so you're saying you could be a Kelly O'Kelly. Is that what you're saying today? <laughs> yeah, that is it. That is what I'm saying. I am double the Irish. Wow. That is impressive. It is impressive. It was very interesting to like read through and see like so many coincidences of like my middle name is Lee and my great, great, great was Lee something, something. And I know it's by pure coincidence. Like I absolutely know my mom had no clue about any of this um, <clears throat> because my people are from Arkansas. So it's not like there would seem to be a strong like. Right. Connectedness. Yes. However, there's a huge one and it's so weird. Um, but anyway, I just, it's so fascinating. I see why people get sucked into like tracing the lineage. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. Who do you think you are show back on, yes. like back in the day on TLC that was all about that. Yeah. Like look up your lineage and, you know, yeah. learn yeah. more. And they, of course, because they were famous could travel, you know, yes. and now right. we're going to Ireland to look at the Celtic books of sacred, whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're like, yeah. that I would be amazing. see that in my future. Although I still am having the dream about the lottery ticket. So oh, right. I'm O for two, just so you know, but I, I'm O for O cause I still have, <laughs> I haven't actually bought any. Yeah. I just want to win it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's a setup I, for a fail on my end. But it's a good, solid 10 minutes of entertainment for me for five bucks. So, I mean, yeah, that's not a good money ratio, but I figure I give it one more chance. And then I'll go back to my never even knowing what the hell the lottery even means. So, <laughs> I like it. Uh, anywho, um... I do one last thing about the ancestry. It's kind of cool how close I felt to like, especially my grandparents because they have passed in the, you know, my, my grandpa when I was 17 and my grandma, Oh, 17 years ago. So, um, holy shit. That's crazy. 17 yeah. years ago. Wow. Um, Jordan was born almost nine months to the day of when she died. I've always said he was my grief baby. But when I was 
<laughs> oh my gosh. When I was looking at that ancestry, I saw like when she died and um, I was just giggling because it's literally almost a full gestational period of a baby. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I knew it was a solid chance, but then I really did the numbers and was like, wow. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. No kidding. Anyway. Okay. This isn't even part of our conversation today. I got to get on track. It's all right. Uh, so any, yeah, do the, uh, do the old ancestry. If you've never explored it, it's kind of fun. Coming yeah. From I, someone who has always thought it was totally dumb. I kind of want to do one of those like 23 and me best things. Cause yeah, I, I do. <clears throat> I've always identified as um, kind of an American mutt. Like I really am a melting pot. I'm not any like strong one thing, but uh-huh. um, yeah, I think it would be fascinating. Yes, I do too. I definitely do. I have issued the warning to all of my people. Like I'm going to probably do this. Don't commit any crimes because they will be able to trace you. <laughs> through my blood that I'm sending them. So be careful because you yes. know, that's how they're getting all these serial killers. Are they actually? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Jim, he's obsessed with these true crime podcasts. And they're using this, the DNA submitted to Ancestry and 23andMe and all these places. Like, they're building this huge database. And they're tracking all these, like, all this saved DNA from cold cases, like, way back before they can even test DNA. DNA. Yes. Now they're using it and solving all these old crimes. And- okay, I do think that's a cool thing. Oh, but totally. damn it, that makes my mom right because she she's a little kooky <laughs> and was like, "Don't do those because then they're building a database." And actually, her thing was health insurance companies are not going to accept you because oh. you're going to have seen. You know, like, especially those ones that will tell you, like, your predispositions towards yes. Alzheimer's or whatever. Like, there's some you can get that are pretty extensive. She's oh. like, don't do them. Because then health insurance companies will have a reason to say you were predisposed or you oh, had whatever, whatever. Jesus. And I was like, okay, crazy lady. Well, but, I mean, I can see that being a possibility. I know. I but, I mean, shit, we're all predisposed. That's going to be a tough one. Yes. How, how much worse can our health insurance really get? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, <sighs> crossed a line. I'm coming back. I crossed a line. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get political. That's what we do around here. We just cross lines. It's true. Uh-huh. Oh my god, we were so we were at the cabin. I can't remember what we were even talking about, but Noah is infamous for like blowing past appropriateness and like on purpose. He possesses. It is fairly entertaining most of the time. Except when his grandmother is there. <laughs> and she doesn't all she has hearing aids. So sometimes she has to ask, like, what was that? Oh, <laughs> and then I'm like nothing. dying on the inside. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> Trust me on this. You don't want to know. Yeah, you just we're just gonna let that slide by. But um yeah, but there was one point where he had a something he was you could see his wheels turning and he was ready to go for it, and he goes, Actually, I won't say that. And the whole room was like, oh, Noah, we're so proud of you. It must have been bad. 
Don't worry, I think he said it about three minutes later, but it, yeah. it and it was, but it was very funny for that hot second he had oh. he had temperance. I love him. I love him. <laughs> so funny. I always love the wild children. I've recently realized, like, of my nieces and nephews and my um just all the people in my life, I always gravitate towards the wild ones with just that spark of spice that, oh, yes. they're my people. I just, uh, like, yeah, I feel a kinship. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh, what are you going to do with that in this world? Yes. It's and very also, true. I will love you extra because I know you're going to get some shit. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. It's oh. never dull. When he's around, that's for sure. It it does. Mostly it does make me laugh at this point because my heart has been darkened enough that (laughs) I can just laugh. Um, But yeah, it's pretty funny. He's a, he's a funny guy. Anyway. He's a sweetheart too, which makes it even more bad. It's helpful. Yeah. No, it's probably his saving grace, honestly, is that he is a tender soul. So the fact that he is so kind and sweet is is good for his saving his ass <laughs> yes okay i think i'm going to title this episode the elephant in the room because we're just going to address all the things that Ooh. people have been asking none of them are scandalous probably but maybe we shall see yeah um first things first we have had a few questions of where the hell is the original nicole i thought she was going to come back sometimes Yep. Um, that's an excellent question. We don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet, lovely woman who is like the super mom of all super moms. I know she is. Is just running, 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 running. And then, and she was already running, but then she added on homeschooling. I'm pretty sure all of her children. Um. And God bless her soul. I just <laughs> I can't even imagine. And I know she is loving it. And so that is the easy answer to that question. Um, I'll be honest with you. I I don't know. I, I did text her and was like, hey, the people are asking about you. Do you want to come on? And But I literally texted her right before this episode. So, I mean, obviously she hasn't gotten back to me yet. But... Um, for those of you who have asked, was there a falling out? Were the differences in your um, opinions about life just too too great to breach the divide <laughs> or whatever? No. Um, that I'm aware of, no. And I'm pretty sure she would tell me if that were the case. Um, but just the woman has to take care of her people. And, and that is a huge priority and a very big time consumption. They own, I'll remind you, they own their own businesses and they are just like, there's a lot there. I felt very fortunate to have her have the time to do the podcast with me in the beginning, even during quarantine when none of us had anything to do. Um, But then as life picked up, I think it's just snowballed and that's that. Um, She's, always welcome and wanted here um, whenever she wants to be. So 
that's that on the Nicole front. Yeah, which is good because it wasn't anything. There was no <clears throat> salacious divide or I don't know anything. Unfortunately, that would be a great story. Oh, I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm glad there's no divide in my friendship, but I mean, a little drama is never a bad thing <laughs> for ratings and such. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Speaking of great divides, did you know some podcast hosts, and I'm sure more than that, more than just podcast hosts, probably like business partners and such, actually go to like couples therapy? Like, serious. I, mean, I like, could see actual couples therapy but like therapy for their partnership yeah because they're like they keep hitting the same like issues or struggles or what have you no i'm not privy to their private information but i should be um jim listens to a podcast called it's one of those true crime ones anyway it's like one of the og ones and the two gals at least for a while i can oh shit i can't remember the name of it they did therapy like the two of them I think they both had their own therapy, but then they realized like they were bumping up against each other, like in their issues or whatever. So all that to say, if we ever need couples therapy, Nicole, I am willing okay. to talk through the hard things with you. I, I agreed. To agreed. preserve our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Same. Is there anything you'd like to air right now? No, I was just thinking, actually, like, I was rolling around the, like, I'm not sure. I feel like I, if I was going to pick some things, I'm sure that I could think of things that I irritate you. With. Oh, I was like, like, I'm sure. I thought you were going to say, I'm sure I've got a list of things, but. No, no. I, I feel like I am way more likely to have, like, oh, I'm sure this bugs her that I do oh this. Oh, my gosh. Kind of a thing. Um, Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think it would depend on maybe just the kind of relationship you had before. Yeah. I, but I really like, as I was, I don't know even what got me thinking about this the last few days, I must've like run across where they were talking about their therapy or something, but um, I can see how that would be so valuable, even in like a business partnership. Like, yeah you would have to work through the dynamics of like your interpersonal, but then also like how it affects your business. There's some value in that. <clears throat> in that. For sure. I oh. have, we had a couple of things even in the last week or two at work with, and it, and it's all about like your real, your personal life, bringing that into the workplace, yes. how that affects things. Um, and then your own like aware self awareness and all of that. So I'm sure. God, yeah. we could have used one a couple weeks ago at the salon. <laughs> it was a lot of like, is she mad at me? I think she's mad at me. I oh. think. And then and then like, <clears throat> oh, I couldn't take it anymore, and I just told her da 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 da. You know. <laughs> and none of it for me. Most of it is not personal. In fact, I tend to be the other person of like. I naturally, and I'm not saying this is always good, but naturally I am a like compartmentalizer. Yeah. So when I'm at work, I really can do a pretty good job. It, like it has to be real extreme for me to affect, be affected at work. 
So I will sometimes get irritated by people that are on the other end of that chasm, you know? Yes. Where it's like, pull your shit together, woman. <laughs> Come on! Um, And I had one that I had been, she's younger and she definitely, the, her emotional state is what has kind of driven yeah. her challenges. Sure. And I had gotten a little bit, like I had been momming, like I had to do some hard truth momming with our kids on over like text or whatever oh, in that day. And then she was like having this whatever. Uh, and finally I was like, listen, I'm going to need you to actually call those people back. Like if you don't want to work, that's on you. But I'm going to need you to call them back because otherwise you make the rest of us look like shit. And then I just like walked away. <laughs> and I did have a like, well, that might have been a little far because she did have this like, okay, like, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to lie. She definitely tiptoed around me a little bit like after that. And I felt compelled to apologize several times, but then I was like, no, because she's going to think I'm apologizing for the content of what I'm saying. Right. And I do not apologize for that. <laughs> I apologize for my mode. Your delivery. <laughs> <laughs> my delivery came in a little hot. Probably. <laughs> Sorry, I was in mom mode. Yes. However, the yes. truth still stands. Yes. I have been known to apologize in that way, especially to Jim. Like, um, I'm sorry for how I came across, but I mean all the things I said. I'm yes. just sorry for the way I said them. Yes. <laughs> I just kind of had this like, oh, she's not ready for that mm-hmm. feeling. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to let it lie. Yeah. Let her process that a little bit. Yeah. But I did, I did for a couple of days. I was like, has she said anything? Is she really offended? (laughs) Oh, that's fun. What do you do? Good times. Um, Okay. Next question. Which one do you want to go to next, Nicole? Let's go to marriage. Okay. Um, We're just all over the place. Um, but a good lead in is my disagreements with my husband and how I apologize. That's about the extent of it. I'm right. But how I said it was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of value to be had in that. I will say, I mean, sometimes it's just being pompous, which I can do too. Yes. Yes. He would say I'm usually right. Right. Honey. Let us know. (laughs) <laughs> time for your feedback jimmy call into the hotline Am yeah I'm right say yes um <laughs> yeah no but i did love um a question that we got um what is the biggest thing you do to stay connected afloat and a team in your marriage um this was from a sweet gal who i don't i think i put something on my Instagram stories about marriage and like a help. Well, here's the deal. Um, for a little while, Jim is going to be out of town a few nights a week, every week until we get fully moved. And I realized like, we're both really good with that. Like (laughs) we're okay. (laughs) I'm sure as time goes on, it will definitely become much more of a challenge because we do love each other and enjoy each other's company. But 
we're kind of at that settled place in marriage of like, you do you, boo. I'll be here when you get home. Like, yeah. I got things to do. You got things to do. Cool. And I love that he can go and just like solely focus on work for this whole time and get everything kind of dialed in before Jordan and I are even there to distract him or like divide his attention. So all that said, at the same time, I was like, um, are we okay? Should I feel this way? <laughs> right. I, I think. Oh, oh sorry. Nope. No. Then I came across this thing on Instagram that I shared, which like inspired that question. And um, it was such a relief, like settled. Being settled in your relationship is not a kiss of death. Like it's, mm -hmm. you know, there's a difference between being complacent and being comfortable. And I like comfortable very much. Yeah. Uh, well, what I was going to say is, um, and because I know you both well, it's, it is that you guys have invested the work to get to that place. Yeah. Um, and that you're also not afraid to continue to invest. Yes. And it looks different as we get older and more mature. Um, everything doesn't have to be so dramatic. You know, decisions that happen in your early days of marriage, of trust and building that trust and ways of behaving so that trust can be made and had yeah. and um, things are steady, you know, are what you're setting upon. And yeah. so um, it's, it's, I think you're right. The difference between complacent versus established yeah. is is different and not that I mean I'll be honest like it definitely like do not it's it would be easy to say okay from here on out done and yeah that's not it and I'm not saying that is for you I think I think that's what's tempting Yes. Until you realize like, oh, I'm still a growing, changing human, as are you. Yes. So we need to make sure that we are still putting some effort in. So what does that look like with Jim traveling for you? Like, do you guys have? Well, here's maybe first I'll talk about like what I see as the foundation. Like. We can do anything, like we can go through any hard time, which we have proven over and over and over and over yeah. and over again for 20 years. And here's what I think gives us the foundation to be able to do that. Number one, we just have a dead ass commitment to communication. Like yep. we are over communicators. We, um, we talk about everything and excuse me, one of the reasons <clears throat> I think we can talk about everything is that we, neither one of us feels like the other one judges them. Mm -hmm. um, it's a safe space to be raw and talk about the struggles, talk about personally, like what is hard? What is, what am I feeling ashamed of right now? What am I feeling, you know, like it just is. Him from the beginning, I feel like he's always been that way. Me, honestly, only recently, like where I really will share 
like what I feel like is my deepest, darkest truth. Um, purely because of me, not because he hasn't been a safe space, but I honestly feel like it took me 20 years to like have that constant reassurance of him um, not thinking less of me because of my faults that I could finally get to the place of like, here's my darkest truth that I don't like about myself or whatever, you know? Um, So communication, no judgment, and then space to grow. And a little bit like what you were saying, like you get to grow into whoever your, whoever you love most about, like you get to grow into the version of yourself that you love. And Mm -hmm. I am going to be here to cheer you on in that process and give you the space to, to be that. And I'm here for it. And I think a little bit like in the back of my mind has always been like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what if we grow apart? Mm -hmm. Like, what if he grows into something that is like, I got everything I could out of this. Right. Or for me, like, um, honestly, being a woman that is like, question, oh, this is going to be a big one question my sexuality over the years of like, am I bisexual? I mean, I had, because, you know, I've, because of sexual trauma, because of a lot of things, I have been on a journey to like sure. for sexual health. But at one point there was a time where I was like, oh my God, if I accept that I'm bisexual, does that mean, and I keep growing into that, am I going to be unfulfilled in my marriage and feel like I have to, you know, like that's big shit. Like that yeah. is a huge thing. But we have the space to grow and like Mm -hmm. there's no, there is fear like starting out. But as I, I think about the truths of our marriage, um, the only thing that would happen in my marriage is that we would both grow so fully um, filled with the goodness of everything that this process has brought that, and I don't ever foresee this happening, but that we release each other to go to like our next place of fulfillment. And we're still there, like cheering each other on and like totally intertwined in our lives. Again, I don't see that happening. I am a monogamous woman who (laughs) is happily married in my situation the way that it is and that like there's no exploration or anything that I personally feel like I need in that regard or any other regards for that matter um this was not a planned part of the episode so holy shit I don't know where we go from here but (laughs) um I I think it does show like the depth of which that I feel like both of us, because we've had that conversation like a hundred times, you know? Um, But that's the depth that like you get to keep growing as a human being. You keep get to keep growing as like discovering who you are and what that looks like and what you want to do with it. And I'm just going to keep being here to like 
cheer you on and give you support and strength and whatever you need in that process. And I trust us. Yeah. And <coughs> excuse me. I don't know why I have that amazing gift in my life, mm-hmm. in my marriage. Like I, I truly feel like I've done nothing to deserve it. I have done nothing to like cultivate this type of a <clears throat> relationship or marriage. I disagree with that sentiment, actually. Like, I I mean, I agree with you on all these other things. You haven't earned it, that kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Like you, it's amazing, but you have cultivated it. And so has Jim. That like, is true. But I would say mostly Jim. <laughs> I got you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, no, because I was going to say, and not to share too. No, go ahead. Intimately or whatever, but that's been something that has blessed to use that word, but like been meaningful to me at different times to hear Jim so openly share about his heart and intentions. Yes. um, And his awareness, especially with a job where he travels, interacts Mm -hmm. with different people, personalities, what have you as a salesman, he is also a lovable guy and, you know, can draw attention in his, cause he's pretty like open in his sweetness. Yes. Like he is confident in that. Um, and doesn't carry let that like outward misogyny, whatever thing, like that's not him at all. Like he's so kind and sweet. And the older we get, especially I think the more, um, the more of that he is open to share probably because of his own confidence and who he is, et cetera. But with that, he also does have an awareness to, and cares about people to the fact that sometimes that can draw emotionally and, and feels a great awareness to that, to being thoughtful and conscientious and communicative with you Yes. Um, and that being really, you know, the highest of priority for him consistently. Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Like it, it's, it, and that is with intention. You don't get that without oh, intention. You yes. Know? Yeah. And it's, here's the, and that's why, like, just going back to what I was saying, and I don't even say it in like a self-deprecating way or whatever, but like, he has done the lion's share of the work for the first 20 years. Sure. Like, and and he's, he will say, I don't know if he's ever said it to anybody else. And, and it comes in from a very loving place. But uh-huh. like, I knew what I was getting with you. Sure. I knew the hurts. I knew the trauma. I probably more than I did. Right. He knew what. And he, and he just said, I, I wanted all of it. I, mm-hmm. I've known that I am like chipping away at all of these things to help you dig into, you know, who you are and earning your trust and reassuring your trust over and over and over and over. And like whenever anybody says, and even the gal who, who wrote that question to me, 
<laughs> I, I said, well, here's, here's what we do. Communicate, um, give each other room to grow, not judge each other, you know, whatever. Um, but more than anything, I just got a really exceptional guy. Like, yeah. I can't give you a formula because he is the formula. And <laughs> that, yes, I bring amazing things to the table, but And, and it's so, um, it's so funny because I am such a like feminist smash the patriarchy, you know, uh -huh. but, and so it doesn't come from a place of like, oh, you know, the man is the, is the whatever of the relationship. Like, no, this guy did fucking hard work. Yeah. He built this foundation with me, for yeah. me, together, us. But he did the hard work. And if I get to do some of the hard work over the next 20 years so that he gets to have that growth and exploration and healing and whatever else that he needs, it will be the best, biggest gift I could ever think of getting is like if he lets me carry some of the weight for a while mm. so that he can experience some of what he's allowed me to experience, it would be the biggest gift to me. Like yeah. not, I'm not saying I would give that gift to him. It would be a gift to me yeah. when he is able to let me do that for him. So yeah, I don't know guys. I, I wish I could say like, you too can have a marriage like mine in three easy steps. But yeah, no. Because no. he's taken. And so that's really right. evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, suckers, you will never have. No, I'm <laughs> But I do think it's like, first of all, do you have somebody in your life that's capable, even capable of giving that to you? No. Right. Can you make it work? Do you want to make it work? Yes. Then you got to dig in and figure out how to do it. Like, I don't know. And if you have a partner that isn't willing or capable, yeah. I don't know, man. I like, it makes my heart sad because I just don't know if that's something you want and your partner isn't capable. What do you do? Kind of and there like is, there is that. Cause I have absolutely been known <laughs> to say, one person's yes can never outweigh someone's no. Yes. Like um, yes. their investment. If if one is out, like the other person, now out versus un, unsure, out versus in a yeah. space of unhealth or dealing with their own stuff is very different. Yes. But in the marriage, in commitment, in commitment to growing, in commitment yeah. to growing together, in commitment to communicating honestly yeah. and trust if one person's in and the other person is out that's where I don't know what you do I, yeah. I, do, I do think that it brings you to very quickly to a like where do we go from here yeah yeah well and I think it also goes back to last week's episode how we were talking about um, if someone draws the line and says, no, I won't go any deeper or I won't do right. anything beyond here. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how you handle that. And it's so funny because it makes me think about the Bible verse of, I know, shocker, quote the Bible for you here. 
of like um, to not be unequally yoked in your marriage. And like Christians took that, that universal truth, that concept and turned it into like, you shouldn't be married to someone who isn't also a saved Christian. Like you shouldn't right. be with someone who doesn't share your same faith. I think the universal truth of that is it is very hard to be yoked, like um, partnered. Part, yes, partnered. So like for those of you who didn't hear this teaching 754,000 times in church, um, like it's based on the uh, word picture of using oxen to plow a field and you don't want to have one really strong ox and one really, um, or mule or whatever, and one really weak one, because then the strong one ends up doing all the work and dragging the weak one behind them. So supposedly in the cult, like the strong one would be the Christian and the weak one would be the non-Christian. And so you're fucked. Anyway, <laughs> I Sunday school 101 right there. Um, but I think the unequally yoked bit is someone who's willing to keep digging and, and learning and growing and doing the hard things and learning their truth and living in it and someone who isn't willing and isn't pulling. And like, it doesn't even matter if they're as strong or as determined or whatever, but like digging in your heels versus like digging, you know, yeah. there's a difference. And I think that that would be very, very difficult in a marriage and um, or in a partnership, whatever that looks like. And so long answer long, like to me, that's foundational. Mm -hmm. is... Anyway, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah, I think that, I think that that's the, the whole key to it. I mean, and listen, there are people that are like, I'm looking for fun and easy. And if you're looking for that, then that's what I'm into, you know, uh, the like, yes. yes. And, and I think similarly, like, well, at least you're on the same page. You know, it's like having kids like yes. you, you ultimately, there are certain life decisions that you want to be on the same page. Yes. And it doesn't mean that you can't change, but you better hope that your end change is the same yes. on some of those principles. So if you are an avid, like I do not want children. Yeah. You will be effed if you try to marry yeah. someone that is like, I absolutely want, God, you know, five kids. Wild thing to think about. Like, could I love someone enough to want to spend the rest of my life with them? when they don't want to have children and it's a driving desire, like, is there a person who that's getting way too deep into like probably metaphysical things that I yeah. don't even comprehend, but like, probably, but. I don't know. Like there are things, some things that's like, hi, is there enough love to even overcome that divide? I don't Here's know. the thing. I will tell you from at least my non formal uh, but I work with a lot of people. I, you know, encounter True. like lots and lots and lots of people over the years yes. with doing hair and people share with their hairdressers. And yeah. I will tell you, people have tried and try and try, but yeah. ultimately the answer is 
either one of them changes for the other, like in it, but, but rarely is it the, like, I thought I wanted kids, but I'm okay without. Usually if the change comes, it's okay. I didn't want kids, but I'll have one. Yeah. For you. But more often than not, honestly, those relationships end up, they, they, they don't, it's, it, the amount of love can rarely sustain. It's hard. It's unless that change is true and genuine and really deep, which is possible. Right. But I know a lot of women as an, you know, again, because I work, do more women's hair than I do men. Sure. But I know a lot of women that have definitely uh, said, it's okay. I think I cannot have kids. I think it's, I think I can be okay with that. And ultimately, like, it, it is not okay. And that might linger and elongate the relationship a while, but yeah, it, I don't know. There's certain fundamental things um, that I just think, man, yeah, those are, those are deep. It's <laughs> tough. It's yeah. tough. Well, good luck out there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where that, that principle, yeah. the universal yeah. truth of like, you know, committed to, Yes. Uh, whatever your foundational things are that, that matter to you, yes. it matters to kind of figure that out. And very true, you know? Yeah. And because hard shit's coming. And that's the thing I keep telling my kids is like, lest we be unclear, yeah. like life is going to happen to you oh. and hard things are before you that you can't comprehend. And I know that can sound defeating, but you should go into it with some clear eyes of like hardship's going to happen. So if you're going to partner with somebody, you want somebody that's going to be in it. Yes. For all of that, you know? And so there are certain things that really do matter. Yeah. And it's, it's not about being the same way that I am or like somebody else, but yeah. Figure out what is important and what you can, you know, what's a hill to die on and what's not. Exactly. Exactly that. Um, Cause life's going to happen. Like I've told Roz, you know, I'm like, listen, life happens because sometimes people make shit decisions, but life also happens because life happens. Yeah. And it's no one's fault that yeah. you couldn't anticipate, you know, car accidents happen. Um, you know, illness, sickness, whatever, like no one signs up for that. No one's done anything. Like no one did anything wrong. Yeah. And, and that will, that will put some serious pressure on any relationship and any weak points. Right. Interpersonally, even on a person, right. You know, let alone then being partnered with someone. Preach it, sister. Yeah, it feels kind of like a downer. Meanwhile, when you were sharing with with Jim, it's very (laughs) sweet. I cried, actually. I got a little teary. It was very sweet. He's a good one, that one. Oh, I just got a text back from our Nicole. Oh. So in my text to her, I said, hey, we're getting lots of questions about what you're up to, girl. Um, And I said, 
I said, if you don't have time, you can text me something to read or I can, you know, whatever. And she was like, hi, I would love to do an update. Texting something to read would just be dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So to be continued on that, we will work out a time and get, get our friend to tell us what's going on in her world. Um, yes. So next question, again, primarily for me, I'd love to hear where you stand on this, but (laughs) just kidding. I mean, I would. Um, but the next question was, I have to get back to it. I'm stalling. I have to read it exactly the way you came. Oh, okay. Exactly the way it came in. Yeah. Have you become a witch? What does that mean? What is your actual faith now? What the hell are you even up to? I need to know more. So. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I do love it. We do have an episode called The Coven. No, not that coven, which talks a little bit about how uh, my reference to witchiness began. Um, Which in general was just like a circle of support amongst women um, with a unified focus is kind of the idea of what a coven was or a coven can be. So not necessarily doing spells and incantations. Yeah, having nothing kind of to do with that at all. Yes. At least in this particular. I will say my coven members, my co-coven members, there is maybe one person who, besides me, would be even comfortable with the idea of a spell or an incantation. I'm not even sure what we would do, but I'm down. Um, But no, none of my other lovely sisters of the coven would so that aside that is my coven that is a very different part of my life but it is kind of where the witchy like joking about witches came about um but so just one more time please do not associate any of my coven mates with what i'm about to say they are on their own journey you this speak is- for you and you alone. <laughs> exactly. Um, am I a witch? Uh, sure. Here's, here's what that means to me. I am finding the magic within myself. And what that means to my life and my journey. Is that a textbook, what a witch is? No, but I'm fine with the term of I'm not practicing Wicca. I'm not like, but I am open to doing physical things that help me focus on my spiritual self. So I'm open to lighting a candle and meditating and um, having a crystal that I'm like, this represents self-love. And so I'm going to hold it and remind myself that I'm loving myself today. And I'm going to carry this crystal around. Like these are all things that witches do. Like, so sure I'm a witch, but, um, 
that is because I don't think that like witchery is actually what even the Christian church or the patriarchy or whatever told us what witches were like that. (laughs) The original witches were, they used herbs and things to create medicines to save people and heal people and da da da. Great. Like sign me up. Where's the elderberry syrup? I'll take it because (laughs) I'm feeling good. Um, But you know, like there's just, there's so much, falsehood as I'm reading and researching of what the original witches were. And I like, I almost will say, yes, I'm a witch to like, you know, me go against the grain and be Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to destroy every preconceived stereotype there is about what this, about what that is. And it's my, it's my goal in life to like, call BS on it. And so I'm going to push your buttons and, and make you actually think and debate me about what that means, because I just, I think it's also wrong. And so it's so maddening to me, like women who had intuition and like our gifts, I think women have the most amazing spiritual given to us by our creator gifts of intuition. Like how, how many hundreds of years have we said like a mother's intuition is so powerful, like not a father's intuition, like, sorry, like gender norms be damned, whatever women, the feminine are naturally more intuitive and in touch with, feelings and such. So um, hundreds of years ago, that was a threat to men. And Mm -hmm. so they developed ways of making it evil so Mm -hmm. that they could have power and make decisions and decide what society was going to look like. And, um, I just think that's bullshit. Like I'm a powerful woman with, with powerful feelings and insights and goals. And like, you don't get to take that away because I'm a woman and you don't get to call me evil because I am in touch with my spiritual side. And so there's, you know, coming from a Christian background, like witchcraft is the biggest fear ever. Like don't be no Jezebel. Like you can't be, dabbling in the witchcraft of things because soon you'll be possessed by demons and, you know, whatever, doing sex sacrifices on a volcano. I don't know. But um, I love the peace that I get when I meditate. I love the sense of power in myself that I feel. And this is all very new to me, like within the last six months, maybe that I have like been focusing on giving my time to like learning about these things and developing them. Um, But it feels true and right in my spirit. 
And so that's all I can say. It's, it's working for me. I feel at peace. Um, I'm not scared of opening my mind to the demonic realm of, (laughs) you know, like that seems so laughable and silly to me. And like, and even as I say that I can hear five religious rebuttals to like, Oh, you're already being deceived or, you know, whatever. Like it's, I have said over and over again that I choose to serve the God of love. And to me, what I'm experiencing in my solidarity with myself, in um, being more in touch with where I come from, who my people are, even the thing with like my ancestors, like there's some really cool things about Celtic like powerful women that I want, I want to be that, you know? And so that's, that's part of magic is like drawing on the things that your ancestors have already conquered or that they, you know, we say that we want to like go, you know, so far and our kids will go even further and their kids will go even further. Well, uh, you have to know what your ancestors did if you're going to do that. Like, yeah. You know. So anyway, this is a mishmash of all kinds of things. This is a very long answer to are you a witch? So because that is really complicated. Like a witch is different for everyone. Um and I yeah. I think even the question was even in fun, but also like cool. Are you? What have you learned? I could sure. do a whole podcast series of all the things I have learned that I agree with and decided I don't agree with about all kinds of spiritual things. But um, I feel like the magic in me and magic being like the power from the source without a source, right? That's what God is. He's or she's our source without a source. And that power is love. And all day, every day, I will devote myself to that. Like anything that comes my way, if it's rooted in love and it feels right, I will explore it and decide where to go from there. So So, I'm on a journey. (laughs) (laughs) So to summarize though, which meaning spiritual and you're on a journey and you're exploring, not which as in you do Wicca or something so specific. Right. Like that. Yeah, there are religions of witchcraft of which I do not subscribe. Right. Um, I read this book several years ago uh, called Finding God in the Waves. And I don't know if you've heard of, um, oh my God, it was with Science Mike is his like handle, Mike McCarg. And I'm blanking on the podcast that they did I'm gonna have to find it with Michael Gunger and whatever and some of these people have moved on since then um the liturgist podcast that's what it was oh yes and they of course ask all of these um questions about faith and have really evolved over time and whatever and a lot of people have a lot of opinions that's fine but this book in particular gave me some verbiage that felt very good 
to my spirit because I personally, I'm comfortable saying God, I'm comfortable like that feels good to me. And I think there are people that that feels triggering and hurtful. And so I'm like, I don't think God or the universe or whatever you want to call it is insecure. Right. (laughs) You know, like I literally think of if my toddler which I don't have, but back in the day, if my toddler would have said, I'm no longer calling you mom, I'm calling you Bob. Yeah. Like that doesn't actually change my heart for that toddler. Yes. Right. Like if anything, I might even have a little delight of like, you're so, yes, that's silly, but (laughs) I love you. And I don't care what you call me. Right. And so to me, I think that's a super teeny tiny version picture of what I believe God, the universe love. Cause I do think that, that personally is all one um, and ever present. And the fact that you can feel love and that you can be surrounded in love uh, at every moment because yeah. it's just ever present. I believe that's God. Yeah. Um, or the universe, whatever you're comfortable saying. Yes. I think American church, American Christians have tried to corner a market And hem in and what is controllable, what is marketable, what is financially um, motivated. Yeah, (laughs) lucrative. Um, And so I I don't think that it's it's the whole by any means. I think it's super limited and makes God very small. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think that he, she, it, they are. Right. Anyway, back to this book that I thought was so powerful. Now, he's super sciencey. There's a reason his handle is Science Mike. But Finding God in the Waves, he created, he kind of, through science, he's super science-oriented, brain, um, science, etc. And he came up with these axioms. So meaning that, that, to me, several of them spoke to me. So faith, as an example, he says, faith is at least a way to contextualize the human need for spirituality and to find meaning meaning in the face of mortality. Even if this is all that faith is, spiritual practices can be beneficial to human cognition, emotions, and culture. Oh. So like spirituality or faith has brain and body benefits, even if it is not does not suss out in the end to be any more than what is good for you in those ways. Right. Mm -hmm. So prayer, same thing. Prayer is at least a form of meditation that encourages development of healthy brain tissue, reduces stress and connects us to God. Yeah. Even if it is a comprehensive definition of prayer, the health and psychological benefits of prayer and meditation justify the the discipline so even if you're not actually talking to anybody right it's still meditation yes actually reduces stress in the body it encourages healthy development of brain tissue and helps you feel grounded yes so even if like in the end we die and there's nothing else right Right, like it what has you, served us well. It in has our it practice. serves you practically on a daily basis or a day 
on the real life in real time basis because it actually reduces stress. It actually builds healthy brain tissue. It does all of these things for us. So to me, that's what would have been called worship, singing, et cetera, but singing in general, like singing music, et cetera, that can serve as meditation that does that to us in that same way. Prayer, actual meditation, grounding practices, yoga, moving your body, whatever that that has, that it can be all these other things, but it also has all these practical benefits. So if even at the end of days, that's all it did, it still has value. Yes. So anyway, to me, I know that got a little heady. No, I love that. I love it. I want want to talk about both of those things on on a kind of like practical example level for me. Um, Because it's all about me today. I don't know if I told you that. Perfect. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The prayer part of it. So a while ago, I stopped saying, you know, when someone's like, I'm having a really hard day or my mom is sick. Can you pray for her? I stopped saying. I stopped saying I will pray for her. I stopped saying I'm praying, period. And now I say I'm carrying you in my heart. Why? Because I never actually pray the way that people mean it. I don't say, dear God, please heal Nicole's mom's ankle or whatever. I hope your mom's ankle is fine. Um, (laughs) I don't like, that is not what I do. I literally take that burden. And if I'm saying to you, I'm carrying you in my heart, it's a commitment. Like I'm not lying. I'm not like sending you the prayer emoji and being like prayers up for grandma. Like, I'm holding that burden that's yours. That's something that is, is weighing on you in my heart. And I'm thinking about it and I'm sending you love and strength and like asking the source without a source, like to give you whatever you need and to give grandma or whoever, whatever they need um, in the realm of love during that time. I don't know. I don't know what your highest good is. I don't know what your grandma's highest good is. Like, that's, right. I don't presume to know. I'm not going to pray my will. Um, and and that doesn't mean I think that, like, God's plan is for people to get sick. No, that's bullshit. But, like, I'm going to commit to carrying you in my heart and yeah. sending you and holding you in love while you go through whatever this is. Yeah. And that is my prayer. I hold myself in my heart. Like, and that is something I'm like not great at is like showing myself that compassion and that love. But I'm learning to. I'm learning mm-hmm. to to give myself the same thing that I that I do for others. But to me, prayer is love. And yeah. so again, it all comes back to love, which may seem naive to some, but I will take that naivete every day. Yeah. Um, well, I think the, it, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I think it's the thing that um, just keeps being true, right? Yes. Like throughout life, other stuff that I've experienced, like, boy, that old belief, that doesn't hold water. Yeah. Like I don't actually, I have an experience that is true. I don't, yeah. it doesn't resonate as true. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up. Yeah. 
Um, my 35 years on this earth, that's never actually happened. I'm going to say that doesn't feel right. You right. Know? Yeah, that there's something in that. But what does is love. Love. Yeah. And that's what draws me, you know, I I personally, um, when I have experienced, as we have, right, exiting, uh, dealing with all of the remnants of the cult, all of the sifting yeah. through of all of crazy stuff. There is some parts, and I've done a lot of sifting, but there's some parts that I just can't quit. Like I, I, they just are true. I just have felt God again. I'm comfortable with yeah. that verbiage. I yeah. felt God speak to me. I have felt peace when I shouldn't have. Yeah. I have felt prompted to care for, carry someone in my, in my heart, yeah. um, reach out, you know, whatever. Encourage. Well, right in my soul too many times that have been absolutely true and real and meaningful and life-changing yeah. truly heart shifting perspective giving that I can't I can't quit you like I can't that yeah. I'm not willing and and unable to let go of yes and so I for me it's much more bare bones it's much broader it's much um I don't know what I think about a lot of theological whatever. And I don't really care. Right. I, but I do believe, you know, for me, like I will still say I'm praying for you, but I will often say I am praying for strength. I yes. am praying for peace. I am praying for wisdom. Yeah. Because my belief in studying in life experiences is that prayer is for the prayer yeah. And, and it's not about twisting God's arm. Oh, I love that. So I pray for wisdom in the midst of it. And listen, I, I mean, we had someone that we know through old stuff whose child was incredibly sick with cancer. And of course that situation was super triggering, to be honest, different things that different crazy people in my perspective yeah. said yes. uh, in the midst of it, because people will pull out some crazy hurtful things like God needs another angel. Yeah. Well, yeah. F that. Thanks. Thanks. Though. You know, um, then God can create one, right? Yeah. Like it's like, wow, your version of God is really, um, narcissistic and yes. you know, hurtful. And I just don't believe that. Yeah. Um, but it always brings me back to the reminders of what I do believe and what mm -hmm. I, you know, and, and trying to hold that, uh, and, and pray be for them in the midst of that, you know, that they'd be, their hearts and minds would be protected from the crazy, you yeah. know, and some of that, like, but, but I'll be honest, if one of my kids or someone I love dearly suddenly has some traumatic thing, I am going to say, please pray for them. Yes. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't hesitate to say what, whatever I believe about that. And even if I, I, I just am, there's some things I'm going to go back to. Um, and not because I think we're going to twist God's arm, but because I don't believe that God did that to them. I think yeah. life happens. I think hard things happen. Yes. I think, and Gosh. I don't know why, and I'm not going to pretend to know. Right. 
I like hearing you say that makes me think, would I like, am I, would I put out there for the masses, please pray for Elle or Jordan or whatever. I yeah. don't, I honestly don't think that I would anymore. Yeah. And, and, and it's speak and, and listen, this can just be like my hangups. I'm in a process in two months. I can come back and say, Jesus is risen. Like I, I can't say where I'm going here. But from what I've seen, I don't want to put out there, please pray for my child because of the people who are the arm twisters and are yeah. putting their will. Like, ooh, I don't want you to speak that on to my child. Like, I don't want you releasing into the everywhere what you want to happen. I can't trust you with this. It's too yeah. valuable than then I want this person, like, and not, I mean, obviously not you, but like yeah. just some, all of the people out there, I don't want you working your will into my situation. Like I want the source yeah, to work his will into my situation. Yeah. He doesn't need you to ask him. He's the source. Or she's and that's the source. what I agree. I, that's where, yeah. But that's mind-fuckery. Like, that is so hard to know. Like, yes, it's comforting to know, like, so many people are are hoping for your greatest good. But some of those people might not be. You sure. Know? And, and maybe that goes into, too, that, like, I'm not sure that I would social media. Yes. That. Like, yeah, I, I, I think that would be social media. In yeah, my brain. like, yeah. I think I, I'm unlikely to go that route and more likely to, to my people, you yes. know, and, 100% my and to the people yes. that I trust. And yeah. again, if I don't believe that prayer is twisting God's arm, then I, I don't give a shit if crazy Sheila right. is praying, whatever, mm. mindfuckery, yeah. you know, like it's, yeah. it's. Okay. But like I my, personally, that's just you, me. No. You know? Yeah. I don't like, I don't believe it's possible to twist God's arm, you know, like that's not it, but it's more like the, I do believe the universal truth of speaking life and death in a situation. Yeah. Like I do believe like the more you ruminate and speak your thing over a situation, the more like, I don't want to have to be thinking in my brain when I'm trying to focus on something that is incredibly important to me and wanting answers or, you know, truth or whatever. I don't want my brain to be distracted by, oh my God, what are those people saying about this situation? What yeah. are they speaking into the universe right mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. Like, not that it even necessarily would have any power, but right. like, I just don't even want to have to go there. Like yeah. I don't, <laughs> anyway, that's my hang up. I'm fully aware, but that's where I'm at. And like, I mean, this conversation obviously has gone well beyond like witches, but we are processing so much deconstruction and constructing new spirituality or are constructing our own spirituality that all this shit like plays a big part. All my hangups, all my like wounds and traumas and all of that 
It's like wading through all of that stuff to get to the core truth of what I know and what I believe and feel. Oh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. There was, um, again, with the liturgist thing, the yeah. Michael Gunger is, and they have a band called Gunger and whatever. And they had been on a big journey of, you know, spirituality and kind of throwing off all the old church stuff and similar. Right. But, um, he re somewhat recently, he and his wife both independently wrote out kind of a thing of like, listen, I've spent a lot of years wanting to deny the belief, my belief in anything, you know, like uh, kind of denying God or the existence of something yeah. bigger than ourselves. And at the end of all of my searching, I've come to a place that there are still some things that I just can't yeah. let go of. And I believe that God is love and, you know, just kind of yeah. on a way scaled down version, right? Yeah. Like, but that I love to worship. I feel yes. connect to feel connected to the source and God and whatever, again, you want to call yeah. it but that there is something real in that for me. And yes. when I read it, I cried because I thought, yep, that's oh, what I yeah. feel. Like, yeah. There's just, I can't, it, it's, it's so broad and big. I think the American church does not have, does right. not have the corner on it at all. I yes. think it's missing whole bits and pieces and has added all sorts of crazy stuff oh, to it. Goodness, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's what I do. Like there's something. No. Yes. Yeah. And I think that as it should be like, and I can be talking about the exact same thing that you're talking about using completely different words and terminologies and yep. like, but it's at the end of the day, what I picture in my brain is what connects to what feels good to me. Yep. And what you picture in your brain is what connects to what feels good and right and truth to you. And it's the same thing because it's a universal truth. It's just yep. more palpable. It's more my brain that is creative and, um, you know, whatever. Like, it needs to see the picture like this for it to feel like mm -hmm. it was created for me. Right. Like, my spirituality, love, was created for me. And your spirituality and your love and your root was created for you. And that is why it can look totally different and be exactly the same thing. Yep. It's what resonates with us. Yep. So, I don't know. Keep me in your prayers if you're scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible. No, but I think it's good. And I I think it's just real and relatable that, again, yeah. we're always evolving or, or shifting. and Yeah. And to me, it's fun. For the first time in my life, Spirituality is fun. Mm. Like Jim and I were talking last night. I, I can't even remember why. Because I do still doubt myself. I do like literally in the midst of like 
the searching and the journey and the all of that. I'm like, oh my God, am I crazy? Is this a schizophrenic break? Like, am I nuts? Am am I going to hell? Am I Jezebel? Like oh my all God. the things. You know? Seriously yeah. though, you know. I do. Like, I do. I do. Um anyway, last night Jim and I were talking about something like me going on one of those like self-talk paths and he was like honey our whole marriage you have told me that you never really experienced the presence of god when people were talking about like experiencing the presence of god in church or whatever he's like i have like i know i've experienced that we've talked about and i like 20 years ago was like i'm really jealous of you like Mm -hmm. i cannot say I have experienced that. Mm. And I've tried. I've tried my hardest and I felt like a failure of a Christian every single time because don't have it. Um, And now I experience what I know people were talking about as the presence of God all like every time I meditate or every, you know, like, but see, how amazing is that? Yes. Meditate is a safe word because Christian people have used it. And I'm not talking about the kind of meditation that Christianese. I'm not talking about that. I, like, I'm talking about, like, centering my, my body and, you know, like, an inward thing. And so, not that it matters. I don't know why I felt the need to say that. But, like... Because I took the pressure off of myself that it was supposed to look like or be like what somebody else yeah. was doing to create that for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I can now experience it in the way that is true to me. And what more do I need to know? Like, sorry, that's, that's all I need. <sighs> I'm on a soapbox. No, it's good. I think it's really good. And it's it's processing, right? Yes. But I, like, just to be clear, I don't necessarily say God all the time because it was used as a weapon against me in my brain. It was used to control me. Like, the idea of God, this man... He, him, God was a a harmful thing for me at some points. And I, like, for now, I'm fine with, like, goddess. Like, (laughs) you know, like. So did you ever watch, and not that this matters, but did you ever read or watch the the movie The Shack? Oh, God, yes. It's my favorite. That's hilarious. Um, I, I liked it too. and But one of my most poignant, which other people yes. had issues with, was in that point where God came. And it was yes. Octavia Spencer played that yes. character. And she said, I knew what you could and could not handle. Yes. And I am all of these things. So I came in this form yes. because it was approachable for you. Yep. And to me, that actually at that time was still very like, oh, whoa. Uh-huh. But also had that deep inner knowing of like, yes. Yep. And I love that 
because again, God, in my perspective, spirit, God, universe, yes, is not insecure, right? <laughs> so, and it is a yes, and like yes. male, female. In fact, some the theological study stuff is kind of fascinating for me because, um, it talks. There's a lot of stuff that I've heard and read where it's part of why the Jesus was so revolutionary was because in reality for his time, he was incredibly feminine. And a lot of the way he interacted with the world was woman's work, woman's behaviors, soft, gentle, etc. And that was part of what was so um, culture shock, shocking yeah. to that time. Because it really, a lot of theologists will say that he represents the feminine. Right. And, and whatever. So side note, but also same with like the theology of hell and all of that crap where so much is shown that that was the work of misogynists trying to get money for a particular church. And that, that honestly, that that hated women and all of these different things that have been changed and morphed and you know yeah that I, I think guess that's to me why I feel more free to be more like nah I don't think that's true or I don't <laughs> I don't feel that <laughs> um because it doesn't align with what I've what right I've experienced yeah. or yeah. to be true well and even in the most like Christian of Christian teachings, like fundamental, whatever. Um, we should be able to like ask God to reveal itself to us, you know, in truth, like there's room for, for saying, Hey, big guy in the sky. Yeah. Like, you know, even in the most fundamental situation. So we should feel the freedom to explore all of this. Like, yeah. guys, we are not going to like, it's not the highway to hell to explore spirituality. It's right. not. That. Well, again, I just don't think that it's that insecure. Yeah. If if <laughs> your God is that small and limited, then that's not God. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> That's not the truth of the source. Like, yeah. that's just not. Anyway. That kind of took on a life of its own, folks. This has been quite the Q&A. Yeah. Q&R. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if we have any other questions, but we don't have time. For I don't think we have time. I think that is a plenty to think on, ruminate you on. just take that and chew on it. And Tell us what you think. Are we full of shit? No, I'm not. I will not receive it. (laughs) (laughs) But you can think it. (laughs) Keep that to yourself. I don't need it. No, I can't. (laughs) But you can sure question it. And I would, I love it. I love a good conversation about all of this. Yep. I will admit that it is still very hard for me with, with you, with my friends, with people in general because it is the norm to not really think the way I think probably right now 
it's, it's hard for me. Like I, I, I found myself making like jokes of Mm. like approaching it from a more like, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, crap. I don't know. But just like not not giving it the seriousness that I that I actually feel like my spirituality and stuff because um I'm afraid the people who are important to me are going to think I'm nuts or have gone off the deep end or like, oh God, what are we gonna do with her? I've always been like the one to Do you have to pee? Yeah. Go pee. No, it's fine. No, go pee. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm going to pause. Can I'm not I... ready to be, I'm not ready to be done. I think it's soon. She keeps talking, but it'll be soon. I know it. Um, We have to take a, a, a moment of pause for Nicole to pee because I'm on one and I'm not ready to stop talking yet. Um, I was saying that. I still, like, I know that saying the word goddess instead of God crosses some boundaries for people. Like, oh, where where are you at now? What are you, whoa, what's going on with you? Like, you are you a witch? Are you sure. a witch? You're saying goddess, not God. What does that mean? Right. Um, it's interesting because like faith and spiritual faith and religion has always been a common thread, like with most of the people in my life that I would talk religion with because, um, we all came from the same place. Mm -hmm. Um, or even people who. And, and people don't go around talking about their spirituality much, maybe. I don't know. But, like, even my casual friends who – or my good friends who, you know, I've developed over the years outside of former church cult stuff, um, it goes against the status quo to say goddess. Um, and it feels very risky. And even in my closest relationships, I'm that I don't want to be guarded in. I'm very guarded because I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be like, I don't want the things that I feel like are really good truths that I know and believe to be discounted because I don't have this same religious affiliation. Mm -hmm. That's really hard for me. Like, even if it's a universal truth, even if it's something that I know doesn't totally cross all the lines or, you know, whatever. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I think some of that is a little bit of your role, who you're made to be is, and you, do naturally is to question, to use other words. And what I see for 
with you from the outside is it seems like it's more about I, and I've done this too, but I feel myself respond and react to certain words. And so I want to use it till I don't react anymore. Yes. In, in like coven or witchery or whatever versus, and, and I want to avoid using certain words because I react and, you know, like they do have that same trigger, trigger, trigger feeling. So I want to find new words. And I think there's a gift in that. Um, obviously a gift for yourself, but I, I think there's a gift in that and other people and the people that are closest to you know that about you. And I think are on similar, even if it's different, but similar journeys to where they are also realizing hear the spirit of what is being said. Yes. And not, because I kind of think those are acts of like finding the spirit of it and not yes, like obsessing on the verbiage of it. Yes. Yep. Well, and really, truthfully, 90% of it is just overcoming my insecurities about things and, or my comparison of me with other people. Sure. You know, like... I don't have to compare myself to the way that you do things. Mm-hmm. You do them. They work for you. Great. You're Absolutely. Doing great. You're doing fine. You're wonderful. Um, that's not what mine looks like. Yep. I have no need to compare myself to you. But, you know, I'm a comparer. Like, that is one of it's my... It's hard. Yeah. One of the things that I'm working on is to not compare myself or judge myself based on what other people do that looks successful. Sure. Well, and... You're not an unaware person, so you do notice yes. internally if you're getting a like, huh? I know someone. it's the worst. I <laughs> wish that I could be like, I, I, I do read people too much. I, I wish I could turn it off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Same with you. You're a very intuitive person. When you were talking earlier about your like gifts, mm-hmm. You're such an intuitive person. It's so beautiful and wonderful, but also a burden. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the, you can read the room and feel what other people are feeling. And that's great until it's really annoying. And you just want to be able to have fun and not be worried about these two over here that are stressing out. (laughs) Yes. Or feel like you have to fix it. Right. Damn it. Damn is fixers. Yes. But I do think, uh, especially when you're talking about using different words, like I think that's a really natural um, evolution of like needing to deprogram. Yes. Old programming. Yes. And to find new words to say what you mean that don't trigger you the way other things do. Yep. And I think it's okay. We've said at different times, Okay, so the old church way of saying that would be this. The, what I think is universal truth of therapy way of saying it would be this. Uh-huh. You know, like I think, I think those are helpful. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yes. Oof. So this also answers the question that we receive all the time that we never address of, um, 
How are you doing with um, processing old cult stuff? Well, here we go. That was just a 45-minute conversation showing you exactly how we're doing. <laughs> yep. We're workshopping, workshopping, workshopping. Yeah. My newest uh, phrasing that I've been using a lot has been um, talking about old programming. Like old uh-huh. programming showed up again. Uh-huh. And... Uh, having to kind of shine the light on those little old programming things, man, that's, that's the damn truth. Happens a lot. (laughs) Yep. Sure does. (sighs) I just, my new, my new, uh, cautionary warning to children is don't do drugs and don't join cults. Well, thanks for uh, hanging in there, folks. I'm I'm imagining that quite a few people had to divide this into three to four. Yeah, more than sessions. More than a couple. You made it it to the end. Well done. (laughs) Thank you for asking probing (laughs) questions and giving us an opportunity to do all of this. Let's do it again sometime soon. Definitely, and know that. You are not alone and that we love you. We love you. Adios.